2: wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it.
1: Hi! Hey! What's up? How are you? Nothing. How are you?
2: I'm good. Sleepy, but I'm good.
1: Yeah, you were saying that you were all snug as a bug in a rug. I am.
2: I feel like I got to zip this all the way up so that I yeah. can be snug.
1: <laughs> yeah. But in your bed, you were all warm and cold. Yes.
2: I was. Mm. I did. With the window slightly open, oh! the breeze on your face a bit. Oh, yeah. I love that for me.
1: I do love that for you, too. I did a thing that was going to keep me all snug as a bug in a rug. Remember that? Did you get the clicker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you about that. I ordered it today. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. It was okay. it's so frivolous. Like I can't believe I did it, but I've just I've had some. I've got a great night reading setup right now. So okay. what I do paint the picture. Get, okay. So it's nighttime. <laughs> okay. Start there. Okay. I'm in bed. Ruby is beside me, snuggling by my head. It's cute. She oh, snorts. It's cute. Marty, he's king does. size bed. Marty, other side of the bed. He's got it. It's like he's got his own bed. It's perfect. <laughs>
2: Who's Marty? Don't even know him.
1: <laughs> exactly. We have our own separate blankets because we both run hot. He likes temps. I like to be really warm. So I'm all snuggled up. I've got this little tiny throw pillow that I like put on the bed. It says like, namaste in bed, like lame, but it's perfect. So I put it on the bed and then I prop my book up on it. So then I just go like this, all cocooned and cozy. But then every like one minute I have to reach out and tap it. Not anymore.
2: (laughs) Not no more, she says. So essentially
1: I just. I just like was, I put myself in a situation where I was like, how often would I use this device? Turns out I would use it every fucking night.
2: Every night. Is it a prime item? Will you have it by tomorrow?
1: It is. And yes. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shit. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. And I also have ordered some new bedding. So it's just going to be like a whole
2: new experience.
1: Yeah. Actually, the new bedding is thanks to Shauna because she gave us a nice little gift card for our wedding. So it'll be nice wedding bedding.
2: Wedding bedding.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 So what about you? Any fun new purchases on, on your behalf?
2: No cool motors. No, you
1: did make a fun oh, new purchase. yesterday. I did
2: make a fun new purchase, but it was, it's a book club babes outing. We're going to go meet Frederick Bachman, hopefully.
1: Oh my God. I might, I think I might hyperventilate. I love him. I'm, I love his book. I
2: know. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I love your book and like whatever. But then I was like, but I love all of your books.
1: All of them. That's and the thing. Signed copy of copy.
2: Of the new, the last book in the Bear Town series.
1: Oh no. I'm very excited. And I was telling Marty, like, I'm like, i just trying to convey to him how exciting this is. And obviously he doesn't. It's not the fame. He doesn't really get it. But I was like, Marty, this is the author who wrote the very first book that Book Club Babes covered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's a big mm-hmm. deal.
2: That's a, it's no big deal, but it and is no, a it big deal. It is big deal. Yeah. It's a real big deal.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we'll be there on October 6th
2: fifth
1: uh I thought it was the
2: sixth the fifth right
1: I literally (laughs) thought it was the sixth isn't the sixth the Wednesday Wednesday the winner's day Mm -hmm. you're right it's the fifth all right so we'll be there on October 5th
2: (laughs) (laughs) Woo! don't show up that he won't be there that day
1: oh shit could you imagine it's October 5th we're gonna be there on October 5th it's this Mm -hmm. cool book event that's going on in Uxbridge oddly
2: yes Um, which I thought was strange as well and I was like Uxbridge okay it's like a half an hour closer than the city which I'm not gonna kick about that and I don't have to go on the 400
1: yeah well he's he's I so I looked it up there was two Canadian locations Mm -hmm. and I was like okay so I was thinking maybe like Toronto and Ottawa but it's mm-hmm. oxbridge and kitchener
2: <laughs> okay
1: and kitchener is sure like, like three hours away so yeah that
2: is. that's
1: too I know. far i, I too far. don't don't get it but i'm here for it
2: hey nice mug i'm drinking my tea cheers book
1: club bitch
2: <laughs> yeah bitch fucking obo bitch bcb
1: bitch <laughs> um there's gonna be some uh, uh, the. Um, mm, <laughs> there's some other cool book club babes news you want to tell us
2: yeah okay well I think we're talking about the same thing but we're gonna start selling some merch like some totes, yeah! totes. tote bags totes and m- some go. pins
1: yeah yeah and we'll see so... we'll do a little so we're gonna do a little pre-order mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the toast okay
2: so Keep an eye on the IG for the announcement.
1: Yeah, and, and the then, Facebook um, group. Yeah, and then depending on how the totes go, we might try out some other goods. Mm-hmm. Totally st-
2: totes, I'm my still, goats.
1: Totes, my goats. I'm still like pushing for a toque and mm-hmm. a keychain. A to uh, a toque and
2: a keychain.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Those were my fave, my fave little merchy birds.
2: I like the keychain idea. As you know, I'm still scared of a toque. I You're feel wrong, like though. I'm not.
1: You're wrong. Okay, well, you look okay. cute as fucking a toque.
2: Have you ever seen me in one?
1: Yes, you have one with a palm.
2: But that's not like a toque that like you wear with the fold and like the, it's
1: I the feel like I look thing. like an
2: egg. No, because I can wear egg. the one with the palm on oh. the back of my head. That's like kind of slouchy, like a
1: beanie type. No, no. You put a toque here. Let me show you. It's very similar to getting a beach body this is how you wear a toque. You put it on your head.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Now and I'm you know a, now a I'm a toque girl. Body?
1: You know, you, how put, you, put, a be- beach body? you put a
2: bathing suit on it and you go to the beach.
1: Beach body. Yeah.
2: Beach so body. <laughs> okay. 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 Maybe I'll get one.
1: All right. Okay. Um, is there any other notes?
2: I'm still reading the same thing because we need to I was speed reading this is all I had time to read this week because you're like get reading now you better read this book or I I'm leaving I the club
1: literally
2: <laughs> never said think, any of that
1: what time what day did I actually finish it like Tuesday or Tuesday
2: yeah so <laughs> okay. I'm still editing you're I'm like oh my god I'm so far behind <laughs>
1: <laughs> My boss, she wants she finished it and she wants to talk about it. So she's like uh, kept asking me, and I was like, no, I need Chantal to catch up. And then I finally had to be like, so Chantal like edits the episode. <laughs> so that takes her a while. And I'm sure she's yes. not reading while she's yes. doing that.
2: no, I am not. Unfortunately. <laughs> over here like, I'm
1: Let's still reading the book. same book. Well, no, I'm gonna tell you about the book oh, that sorry. I'm reading. Sorry, I'm sorry, 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 the sorry. Same book, Ashley Flowers book, honestly it had a twist it all feels so anti-climatic like it had a twist but I kind of I was like you know what I bet this is gonna happen and then it fucking happened and now it's like getting really twisty but I'm pretty sure I've called it so at this point I'm just reading it to finish it to see if I'm right
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so that you can be like
2: I'm right and so smart uh
1: yeah exactly (laughs) I'm always right no but I want to finish it she the one thing i will say though and i don't know like this must be her i'm ho- i'm hoping she wrote most of it but um she's very good at little tiny nuances like she'll say like um that uh, Margot, that's the main character. Like she ran her like hands down her face or whatever. Like obviously not like that, but you know the exact thing she's doing because she's stressed yeah. and she's like doing one of those or whatever. Yeah, she's good mm-hmm. at painting like those little tiny things, but not mm-hmm. like the
2: you know the whole thing. Not the whole encompassing, yeah. all encompassing. Just the small yeah. deeds.
1: Just the oh. little tiny baby deeds. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's
2: one redeeming factor.
1: <laughs> no. It doesn't
2: redeem oh. the whole book. Oh no. Oh dearly, <laughs> dearly.
1: All right. Okay. Fuck it. Whatever. Well
2: Oh, ah- we've we've got new three new three new babes. Oh. I think they're excited about this book. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we should say hello to oh, yeah. Madison, Peg, and Lexi. What's Welcome. up? Welcome. I think they're excited about this book. That's why they're here. Because maybe Peg was Arty um has been posting in the group what'd she say she said that one of her friends recommended the oh
1: hey brandy hey what up <laughs>
2: um one of her friends recommended the podcast because we were reading the same book
1: oh dang yeah. and i think when we're done with this book i think there's gonna be a lot to unpack like, I feel like we're going to need to all support each other through it in the Facebook I think group. so, too.
2: I think so, yeah. Good, mm-hmm. There's going to have to be a wrong place, wrong time support group yes, offshoot group. Yeah. of the Book Club Babes podcast yes. page. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> wrong place, <laughs> wrong time anonymous. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yes. can
0: go
1: and work through your... <laughs> exactly. Okay, 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 okay,
2: okay, 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 okay.
1: So much happens. Uh. All the things. All the things. All the things. So this is week three, and we're reading chapters 23 to 32. Let's go. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so we start with Orion chapter, and here's what's going on. There is an emergency briefing led by Sergeant Joanne Zamo. Zamo. Um she's telling the police that surveillance ha- On this, like, gang that we know about now has told them that the OCG, it's a crime group. What is it? Organized Organized crime Crime group. Crime group, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The OCG, yeah. You know me. me. (laughs) You done with OCG? (laughs) Um, They were targeting an empty house when they saw a BMW in the next door neighbor's driveway and it was idling. So they took it because they were like, bull, this is easy. What they didn't realize was that that BMW belonged to a new mother who had her baby in the back because she was going to take this brand new baby for a little nighttime drive to try to get it to relax. And she just ran in for like 10 seconds because she forgot her phone. Yikes. 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 So they have eyes on the port and they have stopped all the fair fairies and the goal is to find baby Eve. So we find out that the baby's name is Eve. (laughs) Um, They ask Ryan what they think that they'll do with the baby because of his experience with his brother they think that he might have some insight. Um, he says that if it was his brother, they would probably take rural, rural roads and that they would probably ditch the baby somewhere so that they can still fulfill the order. So whatever that means, we don't know, but essentially he's saying it's, they're going to fulfill the order and the baby's going to end up somewhere.
2: Yeah. The baby's like, whatever. Yeah. It's Not just part a- of the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to get rid of it. Yeah.
1: What do you call that? Like, it's just a
2: casualty Uh, of the crime yes exactly
1: (laughs) exactly um they end up telling ryan that he's an asset because of his brother there's like this little moment about how they're talking about how they like kelly and ryan grew up together and he experienced all of the crime but he still ended up getting to where he is as a police officer like he took the other route Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that was kind of interesting and then i i Wrote down this quote and it was Ryan and he said, In some ways, Kelly taught me a lot. And I was like, What's gonna happen? Watch cooking, watch
2: cooking. Okay. So it is now day minus 60 at 8 a.m. And two months. Two months. So Jen wakes up and Kelly's there and all like happy and kind of lovey, and she's all like, "Ew. ew. Hate him right now because the last time she saw him she had left him on the street, essentially.
1: Oh, right. Yes.
2: Yes. I know. How do you
1: do all of these things? And then the person doesn't know, like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I
2: can't. (laughs) But he's on to her change of mood this morning, but she uses the excuse that she needs to leave early for work because it's trainee rotation day. And then she noticed, she picks up on a subconscious kind of feeling. Um, and she's wondering if it is indeed at play, because she didn't know this fact until she said it out loud. So now she's wondering, like, what else does she know, but doesn't know kind of thing, yeah. like what's going uh-huh. on in the subconscious. Um, At this time Todd walks in and she's starting to notice the small differences um, like his height and his build and she just wishes that she could kind of like pause this moment with her family and just stay there forever and just love them because she does love Kelly and this is kind of like before things start going south. So Super south. she's having a hard time struggling with that too like she loves him but she knows he's not quote-unquote good whatever that means
1: i i think they love each other like it's they love real each other love.
2: yes yeah. yes i think so too
1: mm-hmm.
2: um kelly showering again <laughs> he could they could she couldn't have Like, I love this book, but like, she could have thought of something else that he was preoccupied with the phone. Like,
1: he's nah, boy's got a shower, (laughs) boy's
2: got a shower. Okay, so the tracking is back on the phone. Um, she's at work now and she has a brilliant idea. She's gonna send her new trainee to spy on Kelly since she would have no idea who he is yet. This is all because when she looks at the app. He is not where he says he's going to be, which is Mm -hmm. supposed to be nearby unblocking a chimney chimney. But instead he's at the gross hotel. And sure. He's at a hotel in Liverpool, which is not nearby. (laughs) So her new trainee is Natalia. um, And she's like a classic uh, solicitor in training. She's well organized and overly cheerful But Jen knows what's going to happen to her in October and that her life implodes after her long-term boyfriend just like picks up and ghosts her.
1: (laughs) Yikes. Cuts
2: off all contact. And it's really hard for her to pretend that she doesn't know her since technically they've been working together for two months. Yeah. (laughs) So like her vibes are off and she's like, why is this person so friendly to me? I don't know this person yet. And she's like, go do this thing and that thing. (laughs) So... She tells her to go to this hotel and find this guy. He'll likely be there. Um find out who he's with and what they're talking about. And she's excited because she thinks she's going on surveillance for a cheating spouse. And mm-hmm. she's and to keep up the charade, um Jen says, "Yes, that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing." Mm-hmm. She's 2 hours have passed. And Natalia returns with a Coke, which I'm going to assume is a Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she is wondering if she's abusing the power. Jen is wondering if she's abusing the power that she has. But she kind of said, like, brushes it off, saying it's for good, though. It's for good. Mm -hmm. This is what Natalia has found out. Kelly is meeting a woman there named Nick, who Jen still can't find any trace of online. She then says, "But I don't think they're having an affair, though. It seemed more like a business meeting. They're starting up some sort of arrangement again, and they're working for somebody named Joe."
1: Mm. Kelly
2: seems kind of hesitant, but Nick wants him to join in because they owe he owes her something. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe wasn't there, but they kept saying that Joe was inside whatever that means <laughs> um jen tells natalia to hold that thought and google's joseph jones
1: <laughs> wasn't sorry just this was just funny wasn't um jen like oh poor natalia she doesn't get it like yeah, she doesn't know the lingo it's no no innocent. no yeah
2: <laughs> yes yeah yeah exactly she's not like up and on verse on all the like <laughs> crime lingo and stuff yeah. like that yet. um so she go googles she googles joseph jones and she finds out that he was released a week ago after serving 20 years in prison hmm um, And this was actually one of the largest trials of its type back 20 years ago. Um, And he was charged with possession with the intent to supply a class A drug, conspiracy to rob, conspiracy to produce, produce counterfeit currency, and section 18, grievous bodily harm with intent, which Ooh. is the same as what Todd was char- potentially going to be charged with. That the stabbers. beginning of the book um so essentially he was charged for literally everything money laundering drugs etc mm-hmm. natalie says it's a shame that he's not cheating um he actually mentioned how much he loves his wife and family kelly does during this overhearing session It mm-hmm. um, kind of broke my heart Yeah, i think it broke her heart a little mm-hmm. too yes um And then the end of this chapter kind of wraps up with Jen wondering if she should tell Natalia anything about what's going to happen to her in the future. Um, But then she realizes that, quote, knowing the future is worse than not knowing, isn't it?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I still would love to know the future. (sighs) but I like don't... not in the way that Jen does. <laughs> yes. Like maybe
2: like some things like more like benign things or like successful things, yes. but like, yes, <laughs> not like sad things. Like my husband's going or my boyfriend's going to leave me with no word. And I'm not going to be able to get any closure on that because yeah. or like
1: your husband's me. been lying to you oh, for yes, over 20 years and he's yes. in organized crime. Like, I don't want to know that, but I want to know, like, Oh, you're going to have like a cute house on the lake when you're 60 and yes. yeah, funny dogs kind of
2: and you know, that kind of That stuff. kind of thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So we are at day minus 65 and it is 1705, which is 5.05 PM. Jen has been finding comfort in going to work and doing regular tasks because her life is actually a mess right now. Um, all things considered. So she's at work right now when she gets a phone call. It's her secretary and there is someone in to see her. So Todd has been texting her photos of the cookies that he's currently baking. And she's really looking forward to them because she remembers how delicious they were, which I just love mm-hmm. that little tidbit. That's so cute. So she's like, all right, I'll see you this person. And she goes to meet them. And lo and behold, guess who the fuck it is? joseph
2: jones (laughs) not jj shit
1: yep jj in the house and jen just can't believe that she missed this like in hindsight it wouldn't have seemed like a big Mm -mm. deal then but in hindsight it's ginormous right like he knows where she works and who she is massive massive Ah. (laughs) he says he's looking for kelly And she realizes that he's older than she first thought he was. He tells Jen that he's an old friend. Um, Jen realizes that Joseph's sentence was 20 years. So he must have knew Kelly before his sentence. So it's kind of putting some
2: timelines together here. Yeah.
1: Um, He tells her that he wanted to restart something with Kelly and then he just bails. (laughs) Bye. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. Um, and then she realizes that Joseph was released just days ago within the time frame that she's currently in, and that he has come to see Jen immediately. So, sh- what she's realizing with all of this is that Joseph's release has set something in motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's on the coaster, it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's day minus one hundred and five at eight fifty-five in the morning. So another big leap back. ginormous Saturday in mid-July, and she's outside of HMP Alt Course, which is where Joseph is being held. So pr- prison, I'm assuming.
1: <laughs> this part was so. Mm-hmm
2: when she as soon as she realizes the date she knew that joseph would still be in prison so she tells todd and kelly that she had to go to brunch with a client and she's sad to realize that neither of them batted an eye at this cuz they were used to a lifetime of it by mm-hmm. by this point mm-hmm. um todd hasn't met cleo or has started ha- or hasn't been hanging out with connor um and she's wondering if Either of them are just red herrings in this whole story at this point. Cleo Um, and Connor? Yes, Cleo and Connor. She feels like she knew that she needed to come back to a weekend when visiting at the prison is a lot less formal and far enough that he was still obviously in prison. Um, Joseph is happy to take her request for a visit. She goes in to meet him and he knows her right away. (laughs) which creeps her out cuz they've never met as it should of course yes <laughs> um and he says jen you're the love of kelly's life oh, oh. my god mhm so she's like having um physical responses to this like sp- spine tingling and like she i think he can sense this and she feels that something is about to happen he tells her that we go way back eek so there's a big storm happening and joseph comments on it and he tells her that all the murderers in here get hyped up off of the big storms um she's asking him questions like how do you guys know each other like how do you go away all the way back and all these things and he just is kind of like giving her cryptic responses like you'll find out when I'm out because I'm starting things back up again which is the same thing he said to her in the foyer of the law firm uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, she's again asking more questions and more cryptic responses she's asking when they met and he says that you should ask kelly for that one and he's wondering how she doesn't know any of this jen's kind of realizing that there's not she's not getting much information um and they're wrapping up their conversation he says ask me what we did she does and he says burglaries supply assaults that's what we did we yes yes we capital w e okay (laughs) Okay. she's wondering why joseph is in prison but kelly is not and he says ah yes welcome to the gang she has a realization and feels like horrified and then she's wondering if she's always known deep down like in her subconscious that kelly is not kind of right um he doesn't have many friends he keeps to himself he's hard to get to know sometimes he's dark and broody um he doesn't travel or go to parties he's not on payroll he's under the radar and always avoids her friends but seems to have enough money anytime Mm. they need Mm. on his way out joseph Crouches down to her ear and whispers, Ask your husband.
1: Creepy.
2: And then he says, I'm sure you'll find out the extent of it.
1: So, do you think that Joseph went to jail because he took the fall for Kelly yes, because yes. Kelly had met Jen and Jen was probably pregnant? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so now Kelly owes Joseph. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Back. All right. Now we are at day minus 144 and it is 6:30 p.m. So the first thing that Jen realized that morning was that her phone was much bigger, which would be weird to be yes. like having a different phone every time. Mm-hmm. Imagine you went so far back that you like had like a flip phone and you're like what the a fuck? car phone? Yeah, a, ca- a pager? Hello. Hello? I don't even know what this means. Okay. <laughs> what is it? 143. 143. I love you. Okay. She knows that she's jumped back in time again. She's going over Todd's motive for killing Joseph in her head, and it's just not making sense. Um, and it also doesn't explain Ryan, the missing baby, uh, Nicola, or the conversation between Todd and Kelly that she witnessed. She's not understanding why Todd would have killed Joseph. Um She realizes that all kids rebel, even the good ones. She's again wondering what she missed or what she could have done differently. And she doesn't know why she's woken up on this random day in July. It's just like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck? Uh, We find out that Kelly is away camping with old friends this weekend, which is something that he does every year. She's never met these friends, um, but this is just something they do. So she's always like... Sure, we'll not really it. thought much of it. Yep. I'm the cool wife. Sure. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also like, what if he died? And she was like, oh, he was just camping with old friends. Like yeah. he looks so dumb. Anyway. <laughs> um, she soon realizes that this is why she's back on this day. So she's looking to see where the find my iPhone on Kelly is right now. Uh she decides that she's gonna go ch- check it out because he is not in the woods camping, like he said he was. So she calls an Uber to come help her investigate because she doesn't want to take her own car. Uh, She gets into this Uber. She gives the driver a handful of twenties and tells him that she's following someone. And will you take me? And he's like, oh, like in the movies. And he agrees. She's like, I'll also pay whatever's on the app. Like, (laughs) it's all good. Mm -hmm. Just take me. So they get to the area where Kelly is and the driver drives past it. Jen says she wants to go further up the road and see where he was. They find out that it's like a housing development, and that there is one house that looks pretty sketchy. Um, she decides she needs to go and look at it. The driver agrees to wait. Uh, the house is locked. She can't get in. She checks the front and back. So she's looking in the windows, trying to see like, is this where Kelly was? Like, why would he be here? Mm-hmm. Um, And what she finds while looking in the windows is a photo frame with a picture inside and she recognizes someone in that picture and what it is is a much younger Kelly with another boy that looks just like him and Jen is like mystify like she cannot she's like what the hell because he has always said to her that he does not have any living relatives not one and yet,
2: single person
1: no and yet she knows this is kelly and she knows this has got to be someone who's related to kelly because it looks just like him so she looks up the land registry because she's a lawyer she knows how to do all this smart shit so she looks up the land registry to see who owns this house and Lo and behold, it is the crown. I guess that's what happens when houses are sort of like someone dies or whatever, and there's nowhere for it to go. The city just owns it. So I guess that's why it's kind of decrepit and whatever. She looks at the Find My iPhone again, and she can see that Kelly is heading to the Lake District now, but he made a stop here first. So she's confused about that. She doesn't understand it. And when she gets home, this was sad. Before this, she was, like, going to have dinner with Todd. They were going to order pizza, mm-hmm. and then she ended up taking off. So when she gets home, there are two pizza boxes on the counter. One is empty. She realizes that he must have ordered it by himself alone. Mm-hmm. So this is really, like, hitting Jen. She's realizing how absent she's been mm-hmm. throughout his adolescence, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so who's yeah. in the picture? What's this fucking house all about? IDK? Who? Cool. Yeah what who's what whose house is this and why is it going there like what whose house is this like why is what's there
2: yeah and like she was remarking on how inside it looks yeah. like yeah it looks old but it looks like there's at least somebody in there yeah semi-frequently yeah weird weird very weird um okay so now we're back to Orion chapter He can't stop thinking about this missing baby, and this is all because he can't do much of anything because he's been sent in undercover. This was all a shock. It was very quick. He arrived there uh, shortly after 1 a.m. after Leo told him, we want you to go undercover dot 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 today (laughs) right now is that it's- okay with you are you ready yeah leo is really hype on ryan during this little bit um and then he tells him that he will be introduced to the ocg by a colleague who's already in the gang they're quote-unquote mm. inside woman though they say inside man um o c g yeah, you yeah you're, you're down with ocg <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> um He asks if he's all set and gives him some advice, which is to stay in character. Even if you think your cover is blown, they're always sus on drug squads. So you should be too. And never fucking tell anybody what you're doing.
1: Mm -hmm. Number one rule. The number one rule of the Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club.
2: Exactly. Um, A text just came in from a block number saying number 2 cross street and this is what they're trying to figure out who um who gets these addresses and how mm-hmm. is kind of what their first plan of attack is so angela is their insider and has already been in for 4 months and she's doing a great job she's already stolen four cars and has gotten to know ezra quite well so Ryan is supposed to be her cousin and an experienced thief, and she's introducing him as this to try and get him in higher up rather than starting as a foot soldier. His first task is to show up at the texted address and steal the car. And things are going smoothly so well (laughs) until... He has to switch the plates and pulls a me, which is fucking small screws and shit <laughs> like that. I can't. I have no patience. <laughs> <laughs> when you start dropping small little shit because
1: your hands don't work, it's fucking mm. irritating. Okay. I don't know that. I don't know that feeling. So I'm glad. Yeah, okay. okay. I don't know. So, I, I'm just like, I don't have any patience, but I've got patience for little tasks like that because it's like, like I got to get this done. Like, it's right, going to be so yeah. satisfying.
2: I hate it when I start feeling fumbly. Is like so I feel like that's kind of what Ryan is feeling because he has no patience for this. He's starting to drop screws in the dark, and then after 40 minutes, he successfully gets the plate
1: switched out, only with
2: one cut across his palm. Ouchies! At this point, he's meeting Ezra at the port and praying he doesn't recognize who he is. Um and. He is not playing it overly cool because he's like having some physical responses as well, probably like looking weird and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then in this moment, he feels like he notices something in Ezra's face. And then he's like, I think he's just reading too far into things. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he says, if they find out who he is, they're going to kill him. Ezra also lets it slip out during this conversation that they've already done 40 cars this week. And this means that the scale of the operation is much bigger mm-hmm. than they thought it was.
1: All right. This fucking chapter ruined me. <sighs> ruined me. <laughs> it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oh, Daymine. This <laughs> is sad. J I was thinking minus 531, <laughs> okay. it is 840 AM. Jen has woken up in May the previous year. She feels like she has gone too far back. She thinks of calling Andy. She can tell it's a weekend because Kelly and Todd are in the kitchen and she can hear them bantering and doing kitchen things. Um, Todd observes out loud that they are all, that everyone in the room are all only children. And Jen watches Kelly to see his reaction on this, but he doesn't say anything or do like he doesn't react, which is classic Kelly that Jen is realizing is his way of diverting from addressing what's actually going on. So she calls Andy. She tells him that it's 18 months before everything. Again, it's the same shit. She has to go over it again, blah, 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 blah. Andy suggests that maybe this isn't about her stopping the murder, but perhaps understanding it. Maybe she needs to know what's going on and know all the details so she could potentially defend Todd in court. Which was interesting because I don't think that you can defend a family member in court. I don't think like, so Like, I don't either. think that's legally allowed.
2: No, but, like, maybe she would give insight to a lawyer, like true, somebody like she else.
1: Help. yeah, Yeah, true, true, true. true. Um Andy tells her that he has a hack for his time travelers um and that if she seeks him out in the past again she needs to tell him about George who was his imaginary school friend. No one else knows about this and so far no one has told him about George in the future from the past. So this is just a little thing that he's got going on. So it's May 2021 and and realizes that she has gone back to the day that her dad dies she finds kelly on his computer and is thinking about if he ever had any extra money um he did once and he explained it by having done a good job um she has never really been like she's never really asked kelly any questions like um challenged him in any way but she's like ready so she's like do you have any distant relatives? Cause that photo is getting to her. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. And she says, she tells Kelly that she has a distinct memory of a photograph that she saw. Um, this rattles Kelly. And what does he do? He abruptly stands up saying he has no idea and leaves. <laughs> Goodbye. What? So obviously she's onto something there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um all Jen wants to do today is see her dad and it is very she's very conflicted she feels like she shouldn't having known how the day plays out but what are you going to do which i feel for her like what would you do mm-hmm. Obviously spend the day with just, them <laughs> yeah she just wants to go and spend the day with him she's mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna stop anything from happening like i'm just gonna be there because it did really bother her that she knew that her dad died alone like mm-hmm. that would be sad mm-hmm. so she calls him on she called her dad on her way over expecting him not to answer um but he does he says it's a nice surprise She knows, again, that she shouldn't be doing this, but she can't help herself. She's so happy to see him alive and not cold in a morgue. Mm -hmm. Um, He's nagging her about work, and she remembers that this is the type of person she didn't want to be around. uh, Which is why she surrounded herself with people like Rakesh and Pauline and Kelly. These people who are very, like, fly by the seat of their pants. Like, Mm -hmm. just chill, not nagging, not constantly thinking about work like she is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's spending time with her dad they're hanging out her dad starts opening up to her um, and he's telling her about when she was a baby he tells her about how he fell asleep at a traffic light um, and he never told her any of this because he didn't want her to feel like a burden so suddenly she's realizing because previously in the book we had felt Jen had felt like Her dad never understood when she was a new parent, like he expected her to work and wasn't like sympathetic and available to listen to her. But what she's realizing now, just in this time that she's spending with her dad before he dies is that he very much was sympathetic and he did understand. However, he just didn't know how to show her these things. Mm -hmm. So suddenly she's She's realizing that there is a softer side to her dad that she just, she never realized in the way that I feel like he's just avoidant. That's just his personality, right? So he avoided things when her mom died. He avoided when she was struggling with being a new mother. Like he didn't know how to deal with them. So he just avoided them. Yeah. So Jen ends up telling her dad that her and Kelly are in a fight, that she thinks he's been lying to her and gotten involved with criminal things. Her dad tells Jen that he is a good man and that he treats her right. Um, They end up reminiscing about the beginning days of Eagles, which is the law firm. He asks her to stay for dinner and Jen knows that she shouldn't, but she agrees. They are chatting. He tells her that her mother ate a lot of garlic when she was pregnant with Jen Um, and that they never had more kids because he didn't have the time and then when he did have the time it was too late so she's just finding out all these things she never knew Mm -hmm. and then it happens he's eating peanuts he's got a beer Jen's sitting there she can tell that something is wrong with her father Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he tells her to call 999 and Jen knows now that it's only a matter of choice
2: so because she didn't want him to die alone Mm -hmm, mm day minus 783 8 a.m so it's september of the previous year and the last thing she can remember about last night is her dad in the hospital alive Uh (laughs) uh-oh
1: But if everything she does, true. I mean, I don't know. It's worse, though, like, I don't knowing know. that you could have that if someone was there, they could have saved him like he didn't yeah. have to die like that. But
2: also, she's just basing all of this off of Andy's theory, who has not been
1: in a time loop. That's very true. <laughs> so like, what if she goes back to the present day and her dad's still alive? That, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, man. I don't know.
2: <laughs> OK, so it's Todd's 16th birthday. And she's wondering what clues of the murder would be laying here in this day. She has a trial today of the Aiden Brooks, and she just straight up tells her client, look, you we're gonna lose this. So let's just settle outside of court so I don't have to be in this trial. Oh, all day. I
1: love this. I love <laughs> this
2: part. Um Kelly texts her with um, like a picture of like texting him, I hope your trial's going good, blah blah blah. Obviously, he doesn't know that um they are settling outside of court. The wife, he, this guy's been cheating on his wife, but is very, very um remorseful and very much regrets that she even says, like, if he had a chance, he'd go back and fix that, and that's mm-hmm. it. Like, that's the mm-hmm. only regret he would have. He says, You can have 75% of my pension. And she says, like, thank you, X, is what he she writes she,
1: a little note because mm-hmm.
2: they still like, are in love. It's yeah. kind of like Kelly and that's Jen. what
1: I mean. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: OK, so Kelly's been texting her and he sends her a picture of his coffee and says coffee for one. But the background is the abandoned house. Right. Yes. So then she <laughs> says, this must be why I'm here today. So she goes and asks Rakesh about the property because he's a little bit more up and up on the property law stuff. And they're trying to find out. He he tells her that they're trying to find out to see who this house should be passed on to because the beneficiary is dead. And the name on the deed is Hiles.
1: Hiles? Is,
2: mm-hmm. So then she realizes shit Ryan Hiles they're connected somehow that's the dead police officer and
1: oh dang yes yes
2: yes yes and so she's wondering is he already this means he's he's already dead um so does it go this far back and so she's just trying to figure out what the connection is between Todd Ryan the dead cop and todd killing joseph she's trying to figure out how this all how
1: can ryan be dead if he's alive
2: but i think that the timeline with ryan is the jail in the past yeah 20 years ago i think
1: What you think the timeline with ryan is 20 years ago yeah
2: i'll tell you my theories at the end okay she says, I can't find this Ryan Hiles death certificate or like a death record anywhere. Um, and then Rakesh says, Well, I can get his like the, the death certificate for this, um, but it only takes two days. And she says, Don't bother. I don't got the time.
1: <laughs> Cause it ain't going to happen.
2: Yeah. So walking past her dad's office, she hears him say that their records only go back to 2005 because we had a flood which I wrote down because I'm a little I've got a little theory here
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: that the dad might know something because he was pretty quick to defend Kelly and say that he's a good man even after all the things that Jen was suspicious about during their last conversation.
1: So do you think that her dad's in on the OCG? stop no maybe he's defended somebody in the past
2: or something along those lines maybe but why would he be
1: cool with kelly
2: because he maybe he realizes that he is like tries to be a good guy or something Ah, like that i don't know okay 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 it's kind of out there but okay um she remembers this because she was on mat leave and she didn't go and help (laughs) um So at dinner, Todd tells them, like, this is his birthday dinner. Um, After some badgering, Todd tells them his birthday wish, which is to work hard and become something, which is really sweet. Um, And then she, Jen, feels like she sees Kelly notice something behind her and abruptly says, I got to take this. And he's on the phone. Jen looks around and she's sure it's Nicola. Kelly says, like, I got to go. I'm out of here. And then Jen yells Nicola's name and the woman move- doesn't move. She's unfazed. But Kelly stops and she sees that there's no recollection between the two. And oops, she's wrong. After looking closely, it's not Nicola. <laughs> My bad. Um, Todd makes a comment saying it's usually you who's leaving. Um, and then Jen realizes that maybe she was sent here today to observe Todd and not Kelly, Mm -hmm. and that maybe there's a deeper reason why she's being set back in time, and that Kelly and the gang is another red herring.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Interesting. I wonder
1: what was up with that, like. Nicola in the restaurant thing. Like, is that just to show that Jen's kind of like paranoid or like why? maybe,
2: yeah, on edge or like showing that she's focusing too much on Kelly and not enough on Todd or right. Right.
1: some sort of turning point? Weird. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like a non event, but obviously, it's there for a reason,
2: yeah, yeah. Um. Jen starts to have a little bit of a heart to heart with Todd and she says to him that I'm sorry I haven't been the mom of your dreams. She explains to him that she had a dream about the future and that we had grown apart and you commit a crime um and asks if there's anything that he would want to change between them and their relationship. Um Todd is so kind and just is like he brushes things off but like mm jen can tell that he sincerely loves his mom Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then that night jen is almost asleep when she hears kelly on the phone saying tell joe i called as soon as you get a hold of him in the morning um and i wouldn't want him to think that i don't care um who would want to ruin a 20-year business partnership excuse (laughs) me Oh, shit. And then Jen wonders how far does she have to go back?
1: E- Forever. Mm. All right. We are on day minus 1095. We are three years back now. Um, It's 6.55 a.m. This is a long time back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jen has an iPhone XR now, and she's remembering about how she had to upgrade that phone because it stopped hooking up to her car's Bluetooth, so she couldn't call her clients on the way home. I feel like that was just her remembering how she cannot be this workaholic. Like She Mm -hmm. had so much focus outside of her family that that's why she's so clueless right now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So Jen is angry. She is like pissed today. She's fixated on what it is that she needs to uncover. I think I'd be pissed too. Like you're like, Mm -hmm. why, why am I going back, back, back? Like, I don't know what Mm -hmm. it is. Um, she realizes that Kelly was a natural father, but when it came to Jen for her, it took time. Um, But she's also giving herself some grace in the way that she realizes that the burden is very different for a mother versus a father. Like, that makes sense. I support that fully. Mm -hmm. So she's thinking it must be something that she did in Todd's childhood. Like, maybe that time she got to pick him up from the daycare. Like, again, she's going with the self-blame. Like, she's Mm -hmm. got that guilt, especially after the conversation that she had with Todd uh, on his 16th birthday. Like, she's feeling it um Todd says that today is the day but she has absolutely no idea what he's talking about but she knows that she has to play along like she can't be like what do you mean what is today because that would just know. be rude right because he's excited yeah. mm-hmm. um Jen seems to be getting what she always wanted most um in the her future like having experienced this what she wanted most was a do-over and parenting so she's realizing Mm -hmm. that she's kind of getting that opportunity she finds out that they are going to a science fair at the nec and todd is like over the moon excited
2: he's like this is my coachella
1: yeah honestly he's like yes (laughs) yes science fuck yeah Uh, (laughs) science fuck yeah Okay, so they go and they have a great time. Um, Jen remembers that the first time they went, she looked at her phone more than she looked at the exhibits and her son. So she is, she's made a deliberate decision that she's not checking her phone at all today. She's just going to be there in the moment with Todd. Yeah. So Todd goes and he's like pretty consumed with this exhibit and she's looking around and what does she fucking see? Ooh. Andy. I spy what? with my little eye, <laughs> Andy. He's got um a stand, and that stand is called Wrong Place, Wrong Time. Love when the title comes. Love that. Fire. Love it. I knew. Thank I you, knew Andy was gonna have like a prominent mm-hmm. role. Yeah. Um. So she goes up to Andy. He's studying. I didn't write it down, but he's not totally studying time travel. He's Mm-mm. studying memory like something memory. memory exactly yeah. yes um but she goes up to him and she's like hey we know each other blah 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 he's like no but listening as his typical self every time he like entertains her almost and then she tells him about george and he's like holy shit and he yeah. asks her how he can help So she explains everything and Andy says that the emotions of living something for the first time prevent us from seeing the true picture and that maybe she's come back to pay true witness to her life, which is a very interesting perspective and so true. Like the emotions that you experience while you're going through something really do like shield you from actually experiencing it. You know what I mean? Mm mm-hmm uh so shit andy again coming through so now that's done jen asks todd so they're like walking around blah 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 jen asks todd what he thinks of time travel and he tells her it's completely possible he ends up telling her quote time is just a way of us thinking we are free agents that our actions have cause and effect that what makes us think that time flows in what That's what makes us think that time flows in one direction, like a river. And Jen is like, holy shit, my son is really smart. Like, he's smart. And before, yeah, and before she would have felt uncomfortable with how smart he was and laughed or made a joke or tried to poke fun at him. But instead, what she decides to do is she decides to just tell him that he is so smart. And she really just... I think this this whole part was really just to emphasize how she's taking her time and enjoying being with her son for mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I liked that little.
1: I know. Uh, okay, take anything. it maybe
2: two steps down for me.
1: This chapter was fun. I I can't believe we had to end here. You made me wait for a whole week. <laughs> it was a whole week. It was
2: four days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't even though I wanted to.
2: I read ahead a little bit because I didn't have Stop to it. take no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is Ryan's third stolen car in as many weeks. Angela is also, he's meeting Ezra. Angela's also there at the same time. And Angela is trying to get a little bit more information from Ezra, but Ryan knows that he's a man of few words, just like Kelly. Um, Ezra laughs at the regular working folk and how they don't have second homes in Marbella, which Ryan takes a mental note of as a possible lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Then Ryan can, or sorry, then Ezra continues on to mention the baby.
1: Interesting. The baby. The
2: baby bring me the baby.
1: I see your okay. theory. I see it as you're speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
2: So then um, Ezra says that it was two pagans, which are disloyal gang members that took the baby uh, or took the car with the baby in it. And um Maybe this can help Ryan further and maybe even find the baby so that he can maybe sleep better at night. Because right now he's not sleeping. Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan presses on and says, how did they not see the baby in the car? And Mm -hmm. Angela uses their secret cue of the nose scratch to tell him to back off. Mm -hmm. But Ryan doesn't.
1: He's a loose cannon right now. He is
2: a loose cannon. (laughs) So Ezra doesn't notice anything right now and keeps talking and says, yeah, like, I don't fucking know how these people didn't see a fucking baby in the car. These idiots, essentially. And then um, the only thing, though, that Ryan or that Ezra is really worried about isn't the baby. It's the cops being close. Mm -hmm. And then Angela is furiously itchy at this point she's got a scratch she's like she, picking her nose at this yeah point. <laughs> she's like fuck get this nose off my face like what's <laughs> wrong with it fuck. Stop but fucking still, talking still ryan continues on and says so the baby went onto the ship then and then of course ezra's like of course it didn't you dummy <laughs> <laughs> and um at this point angela finally gets him to stop Mm -hmm. and she real he realizes that this is not a good time to keep pushing and he's glad he did because ezra lets them know that he's going to see the boss tomorrow and that he should come along too oh and you too nicola
1: oh my god (laughs) excuse because me also undercover Nicholas, Angela ah! Back. is Kelly yeah. undercover? Kelly's not undercover is Kelly undercover and her dad knew
2: I'm wondering okay these are my <laughs> questions do you have theories or can I just I'm like stoked. no spew okay. go
1: for it go for it go for it
2: is, is Cleo the baby Cleo is Cleo the baby? But the baby's name is The was stolen... Baby. They wouldn't keep the same name.
1: Right. Oh, my God! Like, they, <laughs> they raised her as a child! Like, she's a stolen baby and she doesn't even know it! Mm-hmm. Is that why Todd stabbed Joseph? Because he's pissed mm-hmm. that they stole a baby? Maybe. Oh, my God. And is that why the baby looks familiar to Jen? Because it's Cleo? maybe yes yes Yes. okay
2: okay i've got more i've got more okay okay has has angela slash nick gone bad or is she still undercover
1: okay
2: and how was her cover not blown if ryan is supposed to be assuming that ryan is killed by the gang
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How is her cover not blown at the same time? That's why I'm wondering if she's gone bad. Because if he was supposed to be a cousin, then wouldn't she get in trouble too? Unless maybe well, she so ends why up- Well, so why do
1: we think that Ryan gets killed?
2: Because he is dead.
1: <laughs> I understand. Why do you think they kill him? Because he feels- <laughs> <laughs> because
2: he's dead <laughs> because he was because I don't know. maybe I'm assuming that he is murdered by the gang. That's just me assuming he's murdered. Like by he could have just
1: out. what if it's Kelly that recognizes his own fucking brother? But then why is Kelly going to the house? What is that house?
2: I don't know what that house is or what significant it plays, but my so
1: obviously, this twenty year back theory, sounds Mm -hmm. good though because obviously when jen is researching the baby nothing comes up because it was Mm -hmm. 25 years ago not Mm -hmm. current
2: and nothing's gonna come up for nicola either
1: because it's undercover but why would todd why would todd slash kelly have a poster for the baby if it was 20 years ago in present time
2: i wonder if he's trying to hide that like he's kept it all this time to keep people off the like sent or he's been threatened with that like somebody like, left a package on the doorstep or something at his home and then oh. he's like this is my collateral over you I know about the baby I know about Ryan like Joseph
1: coming out of yes. jail being yes. like yo yes. you better do this with me or else I'm going to
2: mm-hmm. that's just my it's kind of and then I don't know if maybe Maybe Kelly is undercover too. Maybe I don't know.
1: I want Kelly to be good for Jen. I
2: want him to too. Oh
1: but, my god! Okay, so anyway. we think that the motive for Todd stabbing Joseph is because the Cleo. I must,
2: I thought that maybe just as I was reading this, I was like, "Wait a second! Cleo's a little bit older than Todd. This all happened before Todd was born." So maybe eve is cleo
1: and that would in fact kelly would not be lying about not about having living relatives Mm -hmm. he would be telling the truth
2: technically he would be telling the truth yeah
1: okay did Mm -hmm. you just ruin the whole book for me
2: (laughs) i don't know did i i hope not
1: yeah i'm kidding all right well i'm gonna probably finish reading it tomorrow so okay i'm gonna
2: go read some more
1: uh,
2: <laughs> okay. okay i'll see you we'll okay. see you next week
1: read the we'll finish. book Hey, okay, bye okay see you bye thank you so much for listening please join us over at the book club babes facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations